Yo, so what's going down people? It's another week, so another podcast, it's what we do, you know? Boy, oh, I don't know, there's like the craziest shit that I I feel has been um, going down is the whole Nike situation, you know? I like... I, 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 to be honest, I'd forgotten the NFL season was going to start. So when I realised, I was all happy. Although, oof, having the Eagles play the Falcons as the first game of the season, ugh, whatever. And the stupid bloody Falcons couldn't get the job done. But Washington won, so that's good. But the whole thing is... Can we be consistent? Because last year, we 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 had some wins, and I was thinking, okay, things could you know be on a good turn here, and then it all went to hell. So I'm not getting my hopes up for a Super Bowl or anything crazy. It'd be good to hit the playoffs. So I'm I'm hoping that Washington. Have got a good team together and we can do something. But that's beside the point. The crazy thing is that so Nike has hired Colin Kaepernick as their kind of the face of their advertising campaign. They've still got people like Serena Williams and I think Federer. Or Nadal, one of them, a tennis player. Um, so they've got a whole heap of athletes, but Kaepernick is kind of the fate, the main face, as it were. Um, and a lot of people have gone crazy about it. A lot of people have gone nuts, like saying that they're going to boycott Nike. They're like cutting the swoosh logo off socks and stuff. It's pretty crazy. The, 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 the one real crazy thing is like people are burning like their Nike trainers and stuff like that. Do you know how much those fucking trainers cost? That's insane. People that are burning their Nike stuff, they are crazy. And also, give it to charity, you fuckers. You know what I mean? If you don't want it, give it to charity. Because there's going to be some people that, you know, need trainers, need tops, whatever. And they don't give a fuck. So, yeah, how about doing that? But it's like, I think with everything everyone's saying and, like, you know... Even the president is, um, is like, put his two cents in. But the the funny thing is, like, you know, everyone's saying that oh, Nike are facing this huge backlash and blah, blah, blah. But um, a survey was carried out by Edison Trends. And it shows that sales have grown 31% from this period 
last year. So um, over the Labor Day weekend, the sales have increased. So, yeah, not much of a backlash, right? <laughs> you know, it, it does, it's just like, I think like, a lot of people want to say things, you know, say the things they wish happened. It's not always fact, though, you know. And I think that's the thing. It's just like, look, Kaepernick did what he thought was right, you know, which kind of fits the night slogan for the ad campaign. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. And that's what he did. If you don't agree with it, that's fine. But people have the right to do, you know, to kind of campaign, to stand up for the things they believe in, they hold true. It doesn't mean we have to agree. Just respect the fact that they have that right to do what they're doing. You know, as long as they're not kind of spreading hate speech or anything on those lines... Yo, just let people be. You don't have to agree with everything they that they you know believe in. That would be a crazy ass world if everyone believed in the same thing. You know what I mean? But yeah, so he did what he did. So why why be mad at him now? Like he he's not got an NFL team. You know the NFL they they don't no one wants to touch him. So. You know, obviously he's not starving, but still, let the man earn money. You know what I mean? That's the crazy thing. But um, yeah, this whole whole thing has been kind of debating all over the place. But you know, I mean, the main thing is, look, let this shit go. Let Kaepernick and Nike do them. And let's just enjoy the upcoming NFL season and um, hope that Washington can do something decent this year. I mean, that is the real concern, people. That's the real concern, you know? But, uh, yeah, what other shit? Like, um, <laughs> well, it was no real surprise, but the Oscars have... Um, They've suspended their most popular film award that they were going to introduce next year. It's not, you know, it's it's not really a huge surprise because no one was down for it. <laughs> I, I don't know who told them that this would be a good idea, but... Um, yeah, after they announced it, ugh, everyone just went crazy. So they have decided that they're going to postpone it. Um, they issued a statement and it says, There has been a wide range of reactions to the introduction of the, 
of a new award and we recognise the need for further discussion with our members. We have made changes to the Oscars over the years, including this year, and we will continue to evolve while also respecting the incredible legacy of the last 90 years. So yeah, not really saying a whole lot with that, just yeah, trying to save face a little. But hopefully it will be done. There's you know what I mean, it's a stupid award. The most popular like how are you how that makes no sense. Like the films that make the most money. Like you know, it's a stupid idea for an award. Like just because a film has made a lot of money doesn't mean it's good. AKA Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Whew. But yeah, don't get me wrong, there's a whole heap of other films that made a lot of money and were rubbish. So, yeah, why why does they deserve an award? Like, you've got the Razzies, man. Just let that be, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's just... um be interesting to see what does happen and also the changes that are going to be made. So, like, the next Oscars, the 91st, they're going to be running, trying to run a shorter program and they're going to be giving awards away during the breaks. So, you know, and then kind of running a little montage or whatever to show, you know, which award no one saw. Uh, the, you know, see if it does improve the broadcast, but who knows, man. It's just an award show, so really, who gives a fuck, you know what I mean? But hey-ho, hey-ho. But yeah, I think, um... That's kind of it with the news. I don't know, not a real lot that I really could be bothered talking on. But, um... Yeah, talking about Oscars, it does kind of line up nicely, because I did see a new film this week. Oh, actually, before we get on to um, film reviews and whatnot, so, um, yeah, London Film Festival programme was launched last week, tickets went on sale, and uh, I managed to... Yeah, managed to land a few films, so that's all good. And the films I will be seeing this year are The Breaker Uppers, Gin, Mandy, Been So Long, Beautiful Boy, Outlaw King, Dublin Old School. Assassination Nation, If Bill Street Could Talk, The Hate You Give, and The Ballad of Buster Shrugs. I've also got, there's a surprise film that they're showing. Um, And yeah, last year it was Lady Bird. So I figured, why not? So I've got tickets for that. So we'll see what the hell uh, new surprise will be dropping for that this year. But um, yeah, and then ended with um twelve films. 
there are still a few films I do want to see, but it's just like, urgh, it all costs, man, it all costs. But um, yeah, who knows, man? I, I I picked up a few extras last year, so I'd imagine that you know the possibility is there that I do the same. On a few of the nights, I'm seeing two films, so there's gonna be a bit of a little bit of a rush, but everything should be great, should be cool, and um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And so that starts on the tenth of October. Fun, man. All right. Now let's get to the reviews. So I um, was thinking what film to go and see so I can review. Um, There was nothing out that really grabbed me, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I went to see The Meg. I went to see The Meg. Yeah. And, you know, like, I don't know, when you think about films with a big shark in, like, certain ones come to mind, you know, like, I guess everyone likes Jaws, there's, like, those ones that appear on the sci-fi channel, um, like Sharknado and Shark, Mega Shark the Mega Alligator and all that kind of shenanigans. Oh, and I nearly forgot, I was just talking with a friend about it, but there was Deep Blue Sea, which I is probably one of my favourites, tell you the truth. Because it's so dumb, you know what I mean? So ridiculous, but just so fun. Like, just the way Samuel Jackson gets murked and everything, it was just like, yeah, that was a fun film. And I was kind of hoping that, you know, the um, the Meg would be a similar kind of ilk, really. I mean, um, I don't know, like, the, the storyline, this is the blurb. So, five years ago, expert sea diver and naval captain Jonas Taylor encountered an unknown danger in the unexplored recesses of the Mariana Trench that forced him to abort his mission and abandon half his crew. Dum, dum, dum. Through the tragic incident earned him a dishonourable discharge, which what ultimately cost him his career, his marriage and any semblance of honour was his unsupported and uncredited jealous claims of what caused it an attack on his vessel by a mammoth 70 foot sea creature believed to be extinct for more than a million years but when a submersible lies sunk and disabled at the bottom of the ocean carrying his ex-wife among the team on board he is the one who gets to call Whether a shot at redemption or a suicide mission, Jonas must confront his fears and risk his own life and the lives of everyone trapped below on a single question. Could the Carcadon Megalodon, the largest marine predator that ever existed, still be alive and on the hunt? 
Boom, boom, boom. I, you, you know, you sit here that and you think, okay, how are they going to do this? Because, like, you know, these films, a film like this, it works when it's tongue in cheek. It works when it realizes the ludicrous nature of the story, you know. That's the only way these things can kind of exist. That was the great fun of Deep Blue Sea. It realised it was ridiculous. And that's how that has to play out. There's, you know, you see the the tropes just in that blurb. You know, uh, someone, he gets disgraced. His marriage splits, loses career goes into isolation he then gets called back and the thing that brings him back is knowing that his ex-wife is in danger you know that that's you see that in so many storylines you know but it doesn't stop there because the meg has so many of these like obviously he's a drunk which you know is only You know, if it's a redemption story, the guy has to be a drunk. That's how it is. That's you know, and that's that's one oh one right there. Then, the you know, you have to throw a kid in the mix, and that said kid has to be young, and has to say the kind of shit that no one else is saying. Like everyone's thinking, and then the kid comes out and says it. Oh. What a precocious little chap. Ugh. Then you have to have, like, someone that's holding a grudge on our potential hero. You know, they hate the person. They hold them responsible for the past actions. And in the end, they realize they're not... That guy, he was right. They're not that bad. Oh, I regret trying to fuck with their career. Oh no. So yeah, you got that. A quirky billionaire. Throw that in. It ain't a great weird shark story without a quirky ass billionaire. Who's pulling everything together. So yep, the Meg's got that. Um... Oh, yeah, people needing rescuing all the time. Like, they're like people just falling overboard. Like, you know, they're standing on the edge of something and they fall over. It's just like, firstly, when there's a big-ass shark in the water, why the fuck are you standing on the edge of anything? You know what I mean? Like, there's no need for that. Like, we all know how that is going to end. So, yeah, there's a lot of that. Then, the people that are in trouble, that need rescuing, get into even more trouble. That's always the thing. Because you you have a thing, people get in trouble, and they think, Okay, oh shit, we're in danger. (sighs) Um, I think, right, I think we've got two days we can survive here two days. Then something happens, you're like, oh no, we've only got an hour now. And it's like, oh. So yeah, of course, that happens. 
Um, yeah, and then you like just stupid, ridiculous characters, stupid characters that have no real place in the story, and they're just there to throw in like dumb one-liners and things like that. Like, basically, all the crew on the submersible at the beginning pointless and none of those people if you took any of those out the storyline is still the storyline basically I mean you could say the ex-wife was needed but mm, wasn't really I mean let's be honest wasn't really so you had that oh and you know the, the big thing with a film like this the big thing it's people sacrificing their lives to save everyone else. Even though you're kind of like, yeah, but that wouldn't really make any difference. You know, you, you still have that. Like the stupid sacrifice. The sacrifice that really it wasn't needed because they could have escaped too. But they waited five minutes just so then they could go, I can't make it. You go. Tell my family I love them. See so that like so that so it had all of these elements in this film. So that's a perfect storm, right? So the Meg should be amazing. Yeah, unfortunately not. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Meg was, yeah, just poor, very poor. Like, it, it shouldn't stand for Megalodon. It should just stand for Megabore, because it was just boring. It was very dull. I think it took itself far too seriously. That was the main problem with this film, I feel. It just took itself too seriously. There, there was, you know, it wasn't tongue-in-cheek enough. It wasn't dumb enough. It wasn't, like, it was dumb enough, but it, but it didn't play up to its dumbness. It didn't say, hey, we realise this is a dumb-ass film with a stupid-ass script, and we're just running with that. It didn't do that. It was just like... I believe this film could be up for Oscar contention. Yeah. And you just think, no. No, 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 no. Supposedly, there was some tampering with the script. And, it you know, it was a completely different to what it originally was when people signed up. But I'm just a bit like, look, you're all culpable. You, you all realise... What this was going to be. You know what I mean? Even if it did get changed. It was never going to be a great film. And you know that. You 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 took a pay. You, you took a money grab. That's what this was. Everyone involved. They took a money grab. Ain't mad at you for that. Ain't mad at you for that. But let's be real. You know what I mean? Let's not try and make excuses. That this was. Had the potential to be something amazing. Because it never. It, it wouldn't have. Let's be honest, like, just the story alone is ri ridiculous. It's a ridiculous story. 
So it, it never had the potential to be anything other than what it is. It it should have been funner, which would have just made it okay. You you know what I mean? It would have been one of those fun films. But unfortunately, yeah, it wasn't that. There was just some bad acting. Some very, very bad acting in this. Like, the kid was terrible. Just terrible. Just wooden as hell. You you had the um the guy that was the wall. Oh yeah. He he wasn't very good. Like Tushy just generic. He his character was just crazy generic. Um Yeah, it was just you know, I think they were probably the worst out oh and DJ. Yeah. Let's not forget DJ. They were not very good. Not very good at all. Like, you know, I'd say Rain Wilson was probably the best out of everyone in this film. Because he did do the, you know, ridiculous billionaire well. Yeah. I think, yeah, he was definitely the best person... Acting-wise in this film. Statham was just Statham. Which is... A little robotic. A little wooden. Not very charismatic. Um, But he has had better films. And unfortunately this wasn't one of those films. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you know. If you like... Those crazy shark films. If you like... Look, I would say, really... If you if you are a fan of the films that come on the sci-fi channel... If you're a fan of, like, Mega Sharpie, Mega Alligator... You know, if those are your films... This probably is for you. This is probably your fare. This... This would be the market this film is aimed at, I would say. Uh, But it is no... If we look at films just from recent times that were kind of this ilk, Rampage is a better film than this. This is no Rampage. This is probably along the... This is along the lines of a Kong Skull Island. If you want a reference point. So yeah, if you're a fan of that. If you're a fan of the sci-fi channel type of movie. Then you... You you know, the Meg is your film. So yeah. Have fun, enjoy man. You know what I mean? But... If those aren't your films, maybe wait for it to come on TV and give it a go then. Okay? That's the uh, polar funk warning right there. So, Friday the 7th saw the release of Season 2 of um, Marvel's Iron Fist on Netflix. I enjoyed season one, you know, um, talking with a few friends, they got irritated by Danny, but, you know, season one made sense to me, a guy coming back from 
having no experience with the modern world. Yeah, he'd be weird, he'd be confused. He'd... So I think they kind of nailed how the character would actually be. You know, someone would be irritating. If you met someone like that, yeah, they they would get irritating after a while. You'd be like, what the fuck, man? Seriously? So, um, yeah, season two has now dropped. And, yeah, I've managed to watch all the episodes. Like, uh, so, from, um, you know, previous Marvel shows on Netflix being 13 episodes, this one was only 10. Um, which was probably a good idea, because, yeah, I don't think this story would have necessarily worked over 13, you know, I, there is the argument that it, it could possibly be an episode or two shorter than it was already right now, you know, just being 10 episodes, but, um, you know, like we seem to have a return of most of the characters from from season one, uh, which I was kind of surprised at. You know, so um, Joy and Ward Meacham are both back. We've got Davos again. Uh, Danny, Colleen, um, Misty makes an appearance and. You know, there's some new characters, like, um, Alice Eve is playing Mary, or Walker, who is the, um, yeah, she essentially is Typhoid Mary from the comic books. And I have to say, like, before getting into anything else, I have to say, I did enjoy... The the way they captured Typhoid Mary for the for the screen, you know, because in the comic books she is just all over the place, crazy, and you do wonder like how how would that translate, you know, if you brought that to the um, Marvel universe, you know, um and. Yeah, I th- I think the way they did it, it worked. Yeah, and it was probably a bit creepier as well. You know, just having her go from really cold to then the whole friendly, um, yeah, the friendly personality. You know, so I think that was handled very well. Now, with the episode, I've... I enjoyed, yeah, I, I did enjoy, you know, for the most part, this wasn't a bad season. I would say that. I think, I probably, yeah, the, the first, ooh, I don't know, I'd say maybe the first seven episodes were 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 good, you know. I I enjoyed the story. It was moving along. Obviously, there was stuff that was a bit like, hmm. But then towards the end, I think it started to... 
Uh, I don't know. Like, you could say maybe it jumped the shark, you know. Um, things just got a bit too crazy. And and I think there was too many questions, you know. Like, I guess one of the big things that happened at the very beginning, which, yeah, I, I don't know if, if anyone else was wondering, but, like... I'm just surprised Danny was, like, so cool with Ward and Joy. You know, both tried to kill him on several occasions. Even Davos as well. You you can throw him into the mix. Yeah, all of them tried to kill him several times. And he, the way he's in first interactions with all of them at the beginning of the season was like nothing had really happened and everything was just cool and with buddies and, you know, I, I found that a bit odd. Ain't gonna lie. That seemed a bit odd to me because, look, you can be as zen as you want, but if someone tries to kill you, you know, like words need to be had. That's a, that's a serious thing. <laughs> you know, you you could work to forgive them, but it ain't just gonna happen. So it was a bit odd. I feel the way those relationships were depicted at the beginning. I would say, um, but you know. That aside, yeah, everything was t- everything was fine. I mean, then, as I said, look, you get towards the end. Then there's this weird thing between Colleen and Danny that I don't really think made any sense whatsoever. It's a bit like, oh, we'll be this or we can train. You have to choose. We can't be both. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, what you say? Look, there's, you know, I think there's this thing that happens with TV and film that just always drives me crazy. It's like, there's, it's everything's either black and white. They may throw in some grey, but that's only when things suit them. Otherwise, yeah, everything's either this or that. There's no middle ground. You know, it's just like, not everything is, well, we do this, we die, we do that, we don't. You know? It's like, if we do this, we can never go back. Like, seriously. Come on now. Let, let, let's not get over dramatic with this shit. So that was weird. Um, and yeah, and then it just kind of goes from there. Then you have to question also with stuff that happens towards the end. If things are that easy, essentially, to transfer stuff over, it kind of takes away from the thing. And then also, like, so why would there be all that training if... Someone could be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, just put your fingers and take it. Like, it, that, it seems weird to have it like that. 
you know? Like, hmm, yeah. I don't want to give too much away. So I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to say too much because, you know, it's only just out. So not everyone will have seen it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think there's, there's this stuff towards the end that does make things go a bit weird. Like everything gets a bit too odd for me to fully be on board with um a lot of the shit that happens, you know. But then though, I think when it all ends and they do the little jump forward in time, that's interesting. That shit seems interesting. It's kind of using material from Matt Fraction's run. On the immortal Iron Fist that he did with um, David Aja, that was phenomenal. It w- you know, if if you want to read after you know you've watched the Netflix both seasons of the Netflix, you've enjoyed it. If you want to read some good Iron Fist, there's an omnibus edition that has all of um, Matt Fraction and David Aja's run. Go pick that up because. It's great, and you do not need to know anything else to kind of have a full story. Um, Which then, and also, if you read that, it does make you wonder what they were doing with Davos and Davos's goal. Because I think... It was a little convoluted, and if they had just followed how Fraction did it in his run, it probably would have made a bit more sense, and would have had a bit more flow to it story-wise. But it looks like we have some interesting stuff coming with a season three. Yeah, because I think basically in season three, things are going to go back to the normal status quo eventually, you know, with the whole (sighs) traveling to find oneself and blah, 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 you know, once all that shit's been done, we'll go back to how it be, um... But yeah, on that road, I think there's. It looks like there will be some interesting stuff coming, especially if they do utilize more fractioned run, which you kind of feel that's the way it is gonna go. So, yeah, I you know I would say look if you enjoyed season one, this yeah this is good watching for you if you can. If see my problem is it's very hard to um suspend uh the disbelief you know what i mean like it all it takes is one thing for me to call bullshit on stuff, even though you're watching sci fi or fantasy or whatever whatever 
You know what I mean? I can watch something and be like, and believe someone's gone to Mars, but then, you know, they, they, there's something else that completely ruins it and pulls me out of this world which has been created. So that's my issue. But if you can do that shit, yeah, this will be fine. You will enjoy it. Because there is solid, you know, the story is solid. Um, For the most part, I would say the acting is good. I do find that um, Davos, I think it's um, Sasha Dawana. I'm I'm not, yeah, he's acting. I find it a bit jarring. I'm not fully convinced by by his, you know, portrayal and anything like that. But you know, everyone else, I'm. I think, yeah, did did a solid job. You know. Um. So yeah, I would say, and it's only ten episodes. It's not the thirteen. So it's ten episodes. Some martial arts fun. Yeah, so you know, suspend your disbelief and and journey to the Marvel universe. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'd say check it out. It's definitely not terrible. Um, I might have preferred it to season two of Jessica Jones. I'm trying to kind of decide on this, but uh, yeah, it's it's what it's definitely worth a watch. People definitely worth a watch. So that's uh, season two of Iron Fist. You'll find it on Netflix. Happy watching. So after watching all that um, Iron Fist and films and stuff, hey, there's still there was still time for books and comics, which is always good. So um, yeah. Here are those reviews. Okay, so um, this week I did a book called Battle Mage by Peter A. Flannery. It's a long book. Yeah, it's a really long book. It's nearly 35 hours. That's how long this book was. Um, Alright, well, this is what I'll give you the description. The world is falling to the burning shadow of the possessed and the only power and only the power of a battle mage can save it. But the ancient bond with dragonkind is failing. Of those that answer a summoning, too many are black. Black dragons are the enemy of humankind. Black dragons are mad. Falco Dante is a weakling in a world of warriors. But worse than this, he is the son of a madman. Driven by grief, Falco makes a decision that will drive him to the brink of despair. As he tries to come to terms with his actions, Falco follows his friends to the Academy of War, an elite training school dedicated to martial excellence. But while his friends make progress... He struggles to overcome his doubts and insecurity. Even Queen Catherine of Wraith has her doubts about Falco's training. While the Queen tries to unite kingdoms 
begins to possess, Falco struggles to overcome his fears. Will he unlock? Will he unlock the power trapped inside him, or will he succumb to madness and murder like his father? So, the description sounds yeah, sounds all right. Sounds like you know it's the age old story, of course, but you know it sounds like it could be interesting um and yeah i wouldn't call it a a a bad book but i do feel it was overlong you know there, there a lot of the story could have been cut and you still would have have the same yeah, you'd still have the same tale, you know, it would still be exactly the same if you just cut certain bits out, and, you know, it it, it was, you have things in there that really didn't really seem to serve a purpose, there was a lot of talk about, you know, like looking at armour, say, and then, uh, another in an interaction that seems more pivotal is like really short, which made no sense. And I, I you know, I think it's like with fantasy, you know, there's a there's so much out there, but a lot of people will follow like the Tolkien framework. And so their stories, you read the story and you go, ah, well, this is kind of Lord of the Rings. Or, you know, there's people that do that and people that follow these age-old troops. And this book had so many of those in it. You know, like the, the, the typical things like so a child born into misery, you know, check. I you know I've, 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 no friends check them makes bonds with some other people uh, they're, they're great and they're friends boom check a guy from nothing falls in love with someone that's rich check you know it's just these same these age old troops that it just follows and you know that isn't in itself just terrible but when you put that on top of a story that definitely feels padded. It just detracts from what was... Like, the framework of the story is interesting. But there's too much padding in there for you to go, yes, this this is a great story. You know, it can never be anything other than okay... Because of, yeah, just the, just the padding, just the reliance on, you know, just, as I said, like, age-old troops, and then just so much Deuce Machina, it's incredible. Is it, you know, you'd be in a situation, you'd be like, and it, they, the blade falls, and they're just about to die. Suddenly, another dragon appears and says, and, like, and it's just like, you can't keep doing this. There was too much of that. You know, it, it detracts. You can do it once or twice. I, you know what I mean? I don't even think, like, 
you can do it once or twice. I, I, it's always best not to do it at all. But if you have people in this dire situation where, you know, you've written it like they're going to die. And then you have them something happen at the very last moment and save them. It's a bit like, okay. And when that happens more than once, you can never believe in any situation. You can never think, oh, man, I think everyone's going to die. Or, oh, I think this is... But you know, right, so at the last minute, something's going to happen and they're going to survive. And that's a problem. You detract from your story when you do those sort of things, you know. Uh, and that was one of the problems. And there was also bits that weren't... Like, disc- just things would happen and there'd be, like, nothing to it. it you know, it was like he'd set the a situation going. Then he'd come back to it at the very end. And this had a huge impact on the story. And it's just like, bum, bum, bum. And you're like, wait, you talked about training for ages. And you're not going to explain that. Because at the moment, that's kind of weird just on its own. So that's the thing. There's some weird things that had no more clarity to them. Which is a shame. Because you could, you know, we could have had less of some of the other stuff. And fleshed out some other areas a bit more. And I think it would have been a more gratifying story. If it was like that. But, you know. I I think... Hmm. I would say, if you are a fan of... Um, Taron Mafaru. If you're a fan of um, their Summoner series, you would probably like this book. If you are a, a fan of... I think if you like The Sword of Truth, Terry Goodkins, you'd probably like this book. I think. It's, you know, it's that kind of similar vein. Yeah. I mean, even if you're a fan of um, Brad uh, Sanderson, yeah, I think, and David Eddins, I think you probably should like this. But so that's um, Battle Mage by Peter A. Flannery. Comic-wise, this week, uh, yeah, it's back to um, my Bendis catalog. And I did um, the first six issues of the um, most recent uh, Jessica Jones series that he did, where he reunited with Michael Gados with the art, David Mack on covers, Matt Hollingsworth on colour, uh, yeah, and Corey Petit on letters. Um, so, yeah, this is um, the kind of gist. She's back after a decade. A lot has changed in the Marvel Universe. And there are still many secrets hiding in the shadows. Secrets only a special woman like Jessica Jones can hope to uncover. Discover the haunting secrets from Jessica's, 
Jessica's past in this blistering new series, Alias Investigations is open for business. Um, and yeah, I think the first Max series, Alias, was so good. It was just such a great read. Just the art, the story, the writing. It was just everything was like A. You know what I mean? It was just hitting the mark so well. So, you know, it, it's kind of like it was exciting to find out, you know, the, the the old team was getting back together to get back to this. And, you know, you open it up and it just feels the same for, for a start. It, it really does. It, it still captures that, you know, the, the, the emotion of the first series. So that was good. Like the story, the story wasn't too bad. Like, you know, this first story arc, it wasn't too bad. There was a lot of confusion in it because we find Jessica in this weird situation that doesn't make any sense. So you're trying to catch up to what's happening um, as you're going along. You know, at, uh, yeah, it's like the story is was decent, but I think a problem was, firstly, it felt like it when it concluded, it the conclusion felt a bit rushed. So I think if they'd given it seven issues, that might have. Um, Given you more But with six issues And having the last issue As the conclusion Yeah it just felt like Everything had been wrapped up really quickly And um, You know it, it should have been a bit longer That was the, that was the issue with that I think then um, Like things were happening In the story And you were just a bit like why would that have to happen? You know, like, especially when you were kind of an Avenger, you've got friends in S.H.I.E.L.D. and everywhere else. So it's a bit like, in certain situations, you kind of feel, well, they should be able to get out of that. That shouldn't really... Be an issue for them Like why is that Huh So there was some of that Which you know I, I think Yeah it was a bit of a shame Because other than like Those two things It was a fun It was fun it was good to get back With the character And um, you know have the team back together And everything like that You know it, it's just Yeah just a bit of a rushed ending and certain points in the story that you were just like I don't know how they would get into this situation when they have so many you know when she's got so many friends that surely would help you know so yeah it was it was one of those ones you know like you having stories and someone's like oh 
if you tell anyone, we'll kill you. And it's a bit like, okay, but you're not going to see me do this, so I can just, I'll just let those people know. And no one ever lets anyone know. And you always think, but why didn't they just give a note or do this? You know what I mean? It's one of those kind of situations. But, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what the um, his next arc's like. I think that's his last arc. Yeah. So, you know, what the rest of this, what this um, volume of the series is like. So, um, but yeah, definitely worth a read. So it's a new series of Jessica Jones. Well, volume two, probably, of um, Jessica Jones, issues one to six. So, I think, um, yeah, we're coming to the end. Coming to the end of another, another week, another edition. But, um, yeah, I don't know been hitting a bit of a, a funk of late, you know what I mean, just things, you know how it gets, like sometimes your plans just do not pan out, everything just goes a bit, ugh. and then every time you attempt something, it just doesn't work, So, but you know, look into, but then you know, you try and find things to help turn things around, so like, exercise is always good, you know, just getting out and about doing things. But um so a friend told me about this um TED Talk thing and it's called Ten Days of Positive Thinking. A fun uplifting challenge for the next ten days. Watch one TED Talk from a list to shift yourself into a life of positive thinking. Yeah, so I figured you know what, why not, let's give that shit a go, so I watched, um, Where Joy Hides, and How to Find It, by Ingrid, hmm, Ingrid Fatel Lee, so yeah, I watched that yesterday, and today, I did, a kinder, gentler philosophy of success by Alan de Bouton. Um Yeah, both of those were interesting. You know, um, like it's hard to say. I, I, what I think is, after watching ten, you'll have a, a different a different perspective on things but watching just one and, and you know one two yeah it's still they're still you know what i mean you, you, you they're not going to do as much because you can watch a video and you can think okay that makes sense i'm not really getting that though so you know, I think you need the positive reinforcement of watching a lot, which then will help you go, okay, I, I understand where all of these people are going with this stuff. You know, but, um, yeah, I don't know. We will see, we will see what happens on that front. But remember, we have 
the HelloFresh competition still going. Just going to run it for the rest of this month, you know. Um, and yeah, so all you need to do is contact me and um, I will send you a free box. So a free box, you get free meals. Um, portions are huge. So, you know, that that's going to be, that could probably last you at least a few, you know, more than three days. Like, I get six meals out of my box. So, um, yeah, all you have to do, contact me. That's where, you know, you can do that via Anchor, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, whatever. Um, Facebook and get yourself a free um Hello Fresh Hello Fresh box, which yeah, it's not bad, right? Not bad at all. This week's dishes were very nice. Had a coconut dal with roasted butternut squash and crispy onions. A yellow Indonesian curry with courgette, green beans, and star anise rice. And a tofu stir fry with rice. Yeah, all of those were goddamn tasty, man. Like, I'd had the dal before and the Indonesian curry, but not the tofu stir fry. And that surprised the hell out of me. Because, you know, tofu can just be a bit shit. (laughs) Let's not lie. Especially plain tofu. At least if you have smoked tofu, that's one thing. But plain tofu... So you need to marinate it. But this had no marinade. But the way, the way you cook it, yo, it's banging with flavour, man. So it's all, yeah, it was very tasty, very good. But, um, hey, I've waffled on for long enough, I feel. So that is it for another week, people. So, um, yeah, have fun. Do whatever you do, and I will catch you next week. Ah, remember, if you have a moment, leave a rating, leave a comment. That's always good on iTunes or whatever platform you subscribe. You know, you can leave a voice message via the Anchor app. Whatever, you know, suits your fancy, man. And um, remember to share with all your peoples. Echoes from the void is the way to go. You know that. All right. Next week, people. Peace.